0: Hello, I'm Pastor Rod Fair here in Victoria, British Columbia. I'm pastor of North Douglas Church, and uh, just so happy that you could join me for this teaching. This summer, we are going through a series called All About Jesus, and you can find all of the messages in this series on our webpage, northdouglaschurch.com, our YouTube channel, our Facebook page, as well as on podcast. If you have any prayer requests you want to contact us here at the church, please send them to prayer at northdouglaschurch.com. I'm excited to talk about the second part of this series of messages called Friends Who Believe. And I'm going to talk about the story where Jesus heals the paralyzed man that was let down through the roof by his friends. Uh, I, I don't know if you've heard this story before, but it is a, an exciting story of what it means to have faith and what it means to help others. And so let me read to you a part of this from uh, Luke chapter 5. It says... Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, "'Friend, your sins are forgiven.' Now, I want you to know that along with the people in the town, there was also religious leaders from all over the country, and they had come to find out who this Jesus was. They wanted to know what he was about, what he was teaching, why he was gathering such a, a following of people. And here in the midst of this crowd, even though he was in a home, these religious leaders were there, and they were really... uh had a critical mind. They had a critical attitude towards who Jesus was. And so they were wondering what was going on in the midst of this. Now, Jesus came to this point in this story where this man was lowered down in front of him and his friends brought him so that he could be healed. But Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. And immediately the Jewish leaders were like, How can anybody say that? It's only up to God to forgive sins. And so it was that they had this attitude in their heart. And Jesus could see it. He knew it. He knew it was there. And so he said to them, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. And so the the man listened to Jesus. He literally got up off his mat. His, His paralyzed nature was gone. He was completely healed. He stood up. He began to praise God. He gathered up his mat and he left rejoicing. And of course, all the other people were amazed. The people in the crowd, they were amazed that this man had been healed and he went out rejoicing and they were happy. They were filled with joy and amazement as well. Now, I really like this story about Jesus because it reveals some important pieces of information about Jesus' character. It's important to us, if we're going to follow Jesus, that we understand who he is and what he's about. And this story really demonstrates a few things. One of the main ones being, of course, that Jesus can forgive sins. Now, this is a big issue for the religious leaders because they didn't believe anybody but God could forgive sins. And so Jesus was revealing a bit of his divine nature in the midst of this. And so the leaders were wondering, well, who is this man? And then Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. Well, they were just beginning to put two and two together and understand that he, as the son of man sent from God, was God's own son. And so the idea that Jesus can forgive sins is very important. It's important to us as we follow Jesus. And it was important to Uh, All of the people in that town and especially to that paralyzed man. The other thing that we learn, of course, is that Jesus can heal sickness and physical conditions. The problem that this paralyzed man had was that he could not walk on his own. His friends literally had to carry him to that meeting with Jesus, but they couldn't get him in. So they lowered him down on his mat in front of, front of the Lord. And in the, in the midst of that, He not only forgives his sins, but Jesus heals his disease. He heals the condition that he's in. And so the man was able to get up and he was not the same. He was completely healed. And that's an important thing. In fact, in uh, Luke, the, the author of the gospel that tells this story says that the power of God was with Jesus to perform healing. And uh, that is an important thing that happened in the life of Jesus. Jesus still heals today, and we're excited to be able to come to him with our problems and see that he can heal us of our difficulties and our diseases. The other thing that happened, of course, is that Jesus knew what the religious leaders were thinking in their hearts. Now, this is both natural and supernatural. On the supernatural side, Jesus being the Son of God, of course, had this prophetic gifting of knowing what was coming in the future, knowing where he was supposed to go, knowing what the Father's will was. And so in many instances, he could tell what people were about, what they were going to do. He was able to to know that Judas was going to be the one that would betray him. He knew that Peter was going to deny him. And so he knew that these religious leaders that were watching this uh, and seeing this man be healed, he knew what was going on in their hearts when he said, your sins are forgiven. And so ultimately, it was one of those things that we come to understand that God knows us, that Jesus knew who these people were. He knew the healed man. He knew the Pharisees and the religious leaders. He knew the people who were in the crowd. Now, on a natural level, of course, the Pharisees did not keep a real big secret about what they felt about Jesus and their very judgmental attitude about any religious idea that was not theirs. And so on the natural level, more than Jesus probably figured out that these people were not really good with what Jesus was talking about. And uh, not only the fact that he was teaching about God and wasn't a part of their group, but also the fact that um, he was healing people and displaying supernatural power in in the midst of regular ordinary people. He wasn't in the temple, he wasn't with religious people, he was just helping ordinary people understand who God was. And uh, the last thing I wanted to make note in this story that is really quite important is that Jesus inspired praise for God Almighty. In fact, the, the paralyzed man, when he was healed, He jumped up and he took his mat and he was excited about life. He was excited about what had happened to him, knew that God had touched him and that his life would never be the same. So he praised God. The crowd all around, they were inspired with joy because of what Jesus had done. And that, of course, is what Jesus wanted to do in his life, bringing honor to God the Father. This is really some some of the things that we learn from the story about Jesus himself. But all of these are important as they point to the character of Christ in whom we follow and whom we are a representative to this world ourselves as Christians. And this is the, the real verse that I wanted to focus on was verse 20 within this passage that said, When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. Now, the author of the Gospel, Luke, who is he talking about? What, What faith was he talking about? Who were these people? And you see, it was Jesus seeing this man lowered down through the roof. They had removed the tiles from the roof so that they could get this man to Jesus. The friends were the ones that had the faith. The friends of this paralyzed man were the one that Jesus saw and was really happy with. The fact that they would believe in him, believe what he could do for their friend. And they demonstrated that in a way that was powerful and important. Uh, The faith of the friends is, is important to us. And we learned some lessons in this for us ourselves. You know, a friend is someone that goes above and beyond. Right. They don't just hear about the fact that we're that were sick in bed, they are the kind of people that will bring over the chicken soup. Uh, They don't just hear that, you know, our car broke down and, you know, I hope you can get it fixed. They're the ones that say, hey, can I give you a ride? Can, Can we take it to a mechanics and I'll help you out? You know, those are the kinds of friends that we trust and value in our lives. And those are the kind of friends that Jesus saw that this paralyzed man had some very good friends that were helping him out by bringing him. And so this passage is important for us. Like, don't we want to be that kind of friend to others? And that's the kind of friend that we should be. In fact, you know, Jesus saw what they were doing, that they loved their friends so much that they were willing to dig through the roof, that they were willing to fight the crowd to be able to get uh, this sick man in front of Jesus, the one that could heal him. And so the main point of my message today is this. Your faith in Jesus affects those around you as you help them discover who Jesus is. And discovery is an important thing, helping people discover who Jesus is. You know, in the springtime this past year, Cindy and I uh, took a little drive up to Sydney. And that's only 20 minutes outside of Victoria here on Vancouver Island. And in Sydney, they have a little museum called the Shaw Center for the Salish Sea. And it is really like a museum for the ocean ocean that surrounds Vancouver Island the Salish Sea and all of the different creatures they have displays of of crabs and fish they have some jellyfish and they uh, do all kinds of teaching about the the creatures that live in the Salish Sea there are some things there uh, that I uh, had not seen before some uh, some of the jellyfish were really big and it was uh, it was amazing some of the sea cucumbers which you don't really get to see just from the from the top of the ocean when you're riding in a boat, but when you dive down and, and can see what's there uh, in the ocean, it is amazing the creatures that God has created. They even have an octopus there that you can see, and uh, and that is, again, part of the creatures that are in the Salish Sea here. You know, when we we were so impressed by the displays and by the way that they presented these things that after we went there, we began telling people about our trip we had posted some pictures online we had uh, then talked to our family and friends said if you're going to sydney you've got to go to this place you've got to go see it and we became a bit of the salish sea museum evangelists we began to tell people that they should visit this place i think about the fact that if we can get excited about the ocean we can get excited about the beauty of this world then how much more Should we not be excited about who Jesus is? He is the savior of our soul. If we can be really inspired by the natural world, then shouldn't we be that much more inspired by the spiritual world that Jesus is the king of the kingdom of heaven and we can tell others about who he is and really help them discover who he is. You know, you have an effect on the people around you in so many different ways. And we need you to know, I want you to know, that you have an effect on them through your faith in Jesus Christ. Your faith has an effect on others. So let's talk about that. So you're going to notice that when people care about something, they're going to act and talk in a certain way about that. And so you're going to be able to be affected by what they care about. So they're going to talk about cars if they love cars. They're going to talk about different kinds of food if they like uh, those types of food or those types of restaurants. So you have an effect on the people that are around you. So if we love Jesus and we have our faith firmly planted in Jesus, you're going to have effect on those that are around you. Now, when I go to somebody's home, one of the things that I notice are the pictures on their fridge. And people put pictures on their shelves or on their walls, and I take notice of what these things are because they give a little insight into the passions and the desires, the things that these people love. And I find that when I look at their pictures, I find out who are important to the family that live in that home. And so I want you to know that when we care about who Jesus is, and when we have the love of God in us and care for others, people get that vibe off of who we are. They begin to understand that our attitude towards others, our attitudes toward Jesus himself, is such that it's really important to our life. And we begin to affect others. And that's exactly what happened with the paralyzed man. I mean, his friends believed in Jesus. He was affected, the crowd was affected, the religious leaders were affected, by their faith in Jesus Christ. So I want to challenge you today to let your faith be for people. You know, when we like people, when we care for people, when we show an attitude of concern for people, others take note, others notice. And so I believe that God cares for people. And if we're going to follow Jesus Christ, we need to demonstrate that same kind of care. In fact, Matthew chapter 22, you know, and, and a number of other places in the Bible, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. This is a, the second greatest command that was issued in the Bible. This is what Jesus told the disciples and other people that were listening to him, that we should not only love the Lord your God with all our heart, but we should love our neighbor as ourself. And so loving your neighbor means that when you're praying for people, you're caring about them, then you're expressing your heart to God and God sees your faith. Now, we know that God hears our prayers, but when we're praying for others, that affects their lives. It affects us, but God is pleased when we show that kind of care. And of course, in our actions, when we're doing the things that demonstrate God's love to others, our actions speak to God. Our actions say, we really do care for this people. We're willing to buy the sick person the groceries that they need. We're willing to go out of our way to help those that need a ride or need some other kinds of help. And that kind of faith just oozes out of people that want to use the love of God that he has given to them for purposes of caring for others. And that's what we should be doing. If we're going to affect people around us, With the faith in Jesus Christ, then we want to be able to show that kind of love and care. Faith means living in concern and care for others. And so have an effect on others. And it's, it's good when we have that kind of effect. And we want people to understand what the love of God is. But we want to go a step further. We want people to discover who Jesus is. And we need to really take our faith up a notch and help people discover who Jesus is. So you can and should help people discover the person of Jesus. Now, companies that are producing products to sell in the marketplace know that they depend on the consumers that are using their products to pass a good word along. If they really want to sell more of potato chips or shampoo or cars, they know that they need that word of mouth good report from those that are using their products. So people that like those kind of potato chips talk to their friends about it and say, oh no, you gotta, you got to try these kind. You've got to buy these kind because they taste so much better. You have to drive this kind of car because it's so comfortable and it's good on gas. And companies know that as word of mouth passes from one to another, that good report is worth more than all the advertising that they can do on television or social media. And so it is with Jesus Christ. You know, churches can try and advertise and we can try and put the word out there in a number of different ways. But truthfully, in order to have people affected and uh, understand who Jesus is, to discover Jesus, they need a word of mouth testimony. They need you to be able to tell that friend of yours that Jesus is important and that there is a reason why. James chapter 5 verse 19-20 tells us this. My dear brothers and sisters, if someone among you wanders away from the truth and is brought back, you can be sure that whoever brings the sinner back from wandering will save that person from death and bring about the forgiveness of many sins. I want you to know that when you tell somebody about Jesus, when you share about who Jesus is as the Savior in your life, that you affect their life and perspective, you affect their faith. And so when you're sharing, you may actually bring somebody to God uh, that would have had a difficulty before, helping them to ask for forgiveness of their sins, helping them to be uh, forgiven and healed in many ways. And so I want you to think about how you can help others discover who Jesus is. Well, one of the ways, of course, is that you can talk about Jesus. You know, you know some things about Jesus that others maybe don't. And so when you ask people and say, do you you know anything about Jesus? They may talk to you about church. They may wonder why you go to church on a Sunday or why you attend a small group meeting. And you can talk about those kind of things and how Jesus is important to learning, how Jesus is important to discovering who God is. You can talk about prayer in that Uh, fashion. In fact, when somebody uh, has a need in their life and you can say, can I pray for you? I know God can make a difference. That opens a discussion for people to discover who Jesus is. And of course, you can talk about your uh, your own freedom from sin, your own freedom from guilt or a life of destruction. There are lots of things that have happened in our life that Jesus has helped us with. And when we share that kind of testimonial, and then others are inspired to say, Hey, maybe I need to talk to God and ask him for some help in my own life. And so I'm encouraging you to share Jesus with others, help them discover who Jesus is. You see, I believe that every Christian is a representative of Jesus Christ in this world. You are a representative of Jesus Christ in your world, in your neighborhood, uh, in your school, in your family. You are a representative of Jesus Christ to those that are around you. And you can help them. You should help them discover who Jesus is. So speak about it. Talk about the wonders of Jesus, the things that he has done, the prayers that have been answered, the way that God directs and guides. All of these things are important to helping others. Now, as we come to the end of this message, I want you to know that Jesus is the key person to eternal life. When God provided Jesus Christ as a sacrifice for sin, when Jesus died on a cross, then there was a way opened so that the average person could come to God. They could know God. They could be forgiven of their sin. And when Jesus rose from the dead, he guaranteed that those that believe would experience eternal life along with him. That is some very good news. And when we place our faith in Jesus, we can affect others around us with that good news. We can help people come to know who Jesus is. And that's what we want to do. We want to help people come to faith in Jesus Christ for themselves. And so right now, I want to give a shout out to our summer camp staff. You know, throughout the summer, we run some camps for uh, school aged children. They come in every day and they have a fun time, but they hear the stories about Jesus Christ. They, they pray together and are able to understand the things that God is doing. I think our summer camp staff are doing a great job and they are sharing what they know about Jesus Christ with these kids. And, uh, and so I, I think that we can take some lessons from them and do the same thing to our friends and our family and share who Jesus is. Let me pray for you today. Father God, I want to thank you for all that you have done, for who you are and what you have given to us. And so I pray today uh, for each one of us as a representative of Jesus Christ in the world in which we find ourselves, our neighborhoods, our family, God, that you would help us to have the kind of faith that would bring others to Jesus, the kind of faith that would provide an opportunity for people to be forgiven and people to be healed. And so I ask God that you would inspire us with the words needed, with the actions needed to demonstrate who you are to those around us. I pray this in Jesus' name. God bless you. You have a great day today.
1: See how great. How great the chasm that lay between us, how high the mountains I could not climb. In desperation I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night, and through the darkness. so great a mercy, where I could fathom such boundless grace, the God of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame. The cross has spoken, I am forgiven. The King of kings calls me his own. Beautiful Savior, I'm yours forever. Jesus Christ, my living
2: hope. We sing
1: hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. silence. The roaring lion declared the grave as no claim on me. Hey, then came the morning Let's sealed the promise.